Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office, printer, and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it for you right here right now. The best pizza in the city still making it great. It's Royal Pizza 48 plus years in Edmonton. Edmonton owned and operated Royal Pizza where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca Alright, uh, we are going to get to some texts, Brendan, so you don't have to be that hot and queuing up Oliver Wallstrom. We'll hear from him momentarily, but you can text us at 636 Here we go. uh, Text out of Grand Prairie. Bob, I can't help... By the way, I worked up in Grand Prairie in 1987-1988. I can't help but thinking that Montreal might move that number three pick to us for some of our guys. I looked at their centers and uh, and lefty, and they have nothing. (laughs) What would uh, they give for Sekra and Strom and Kara? Would be nice to have much more room and money and a young player that Seattle can't touch. Is this possible? Not from the number three. Not from the number three. I wouldn't want to trade Kara either, Bob. That's a guy that you've developed and he's trained up. So why would you trade him? $650,000 player. He's he's a bottom six forward. He's either a third line left wing. Actually, I thought the best he looked, I, I know he played center. I thought he looked better playing third line left wing with Strom. And Paul Yarvey. And I do think that might be Paul Yarvey's best bet at the start of the year to succeed, is not having the pressure of being in the top six. He's still a relatively inexperienced player. But what do we talk about? Draft, develop, draft, develop. That's one of the guys draft, you've developed. So why would you trade him? and development. It's not draft. It, it, it's it, 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 they're, they're two separate things. You draft them first, and then you got to develop them. Did you know? And this point was made, uh, you know, uh, what guy, Darcy McLeod. And I don't agree with everything that Darcy puts out there on Twitter. But uh, somebody made a point. I think Darcy retweeted it last night. There's about a four-month difference in the age between Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto. Had Paul Yarvey uh, played major junior hockey, he wouldn't have been eligible for the American Hockey League until this year. Think about that. He would not have been eligible for the HL until this year. Right? John, what did John Shannon say in the opening hour of the show? He still believes in the player. There's people that think he's a bust. Be patient here. And he's going to require some teaching. We talked in the past about Blake Wheeler and people in Winnipeg lose their, or that are judge sets. Don't you dare compare him to Blake Wheeler. Well, Blake Wheeler was the third line winger. On Minnesota at 19. Did not even sign with the team that drafted him. Number five overall in the draft. Uh, Slowly worked his way. 23, 24, 25. And became a heck of a player. Late 20s. We'll see where it goes with Paul Yarv. Now. Are there some things that maybe concern us? But at times. At times. He has physical tools. There's no question he puts the work in. But there's going to have to be some progression made in terms of understanding the nuance of the North American game. 
but it's not an automatic. It doesn't happen overnight. And a player's career is not one continuous upward trajectory. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Oilers GM has texted the show. Bob, every Vegas player has seemingly had a career year, kind of like the Oilers did last year. But I don't think they have the elite talent the Oilers or the Capitals have. And the cream invariably always rises to the top. Bob, I smell toast, and it stinks big time. Vegas's horseshoe is falling out. What do you think of that text? Well, I agree with some of it. No doubt about that. Uh, you know, with Kuznetsov and Backstrom down the middle, I don't know if uh, Vegas can match that right now. So, I know Vetchkin, he was a force last game. Goaltending-wise, Holtby has been as good as Flurry in the series as well. That's the big one. I was on NHL radio this morning, and yeah. I said, for me, I mean, you take a look at the difference in the Winnipeg series, and make no mistake, I wanted the Jets, hey, Fans in Winnipeg, how long have they been clamoring for success for an NHL team in Winnipeg, right? I know they lost their team for 15, 16 years, but if ever there was a market that deserved to win the Stanley Cup, it was Winnipeg. I mean, Vegas comes in in one year, and they're in the Stanley Cup final. Leafs haven't been in the final since we went back to 1967, since before the 67-68 expansion. I wanted Winnipeg to win. But what was the difference in games three and four in that series, right? Marc-Andre Fleury, five of the six periods played in Vegas. Five of the six periods played, the Winnipeg Jets were the better team. And Marc-Andre Fleury returned. He is capable of doing this. I mean, he is... He's. he's it's funny because Jack and me have been debating the merits of what is he. Well, when he's on, he's a top five NHL goaltender. When he's on, he's a top three NHL goaltender. But who has been his equal, Brendan, so far in the series? I'll hold the, yeah. If not better. And you know what? Uh, we talked a bit about Gil Scott. Gil Scott represents Barry Trotz. Gil Scott represents Bruce Boudreau. Gil Scott represents Todd Nelson. He represents Rocky Thompson. He represents uh, Jerry Fleming, who, by the way, got a job over in the KHL. Um, but the work with Barry Trotz and not automatically assuming that Braden Holpe started the playoffs, I think that was a little bit of a burr in the saddle for Braden Holpe. And he's been sharper and better and maybe a little bit more well-rested. Agree or disagree? You're the you're the Caps fan. Oh yeah, I'm nodding my head because I agree. I can, nothing else I can really add. <laughs> but yeah, like um, clearly he had some confidence issues after losing to Pittsburgh again last yep. season, and I, I think that affected him this year. He played a lot of games last year as well, and this year they were splitting time throughout the year with Grubauer, and then they went with Grubauer, so it's worked. You know who else hopefully is going to benefit from a lessened workload? Well, yeah. The guy here. Cam Talbot, yeah. Cam Talbot. I mean, back-to-back years playing, you know, basically in the old school Pacific Northwest, but in the Western Conference, the Pacific Division, it's a fair amount of travel. I know Cam talks all the time about wanting to play. To me, in a perfect world, Talbot gets 55 to 60 starts, and Koskinen finds a way to get, you know, for the sake of argument, 27 to to the 30 starts, you know, or 25 to 27 starts. That would be a good split and buy the Oilers some time. And last season, Cam Talbot finished fourth. And this is is the fragility of the situation. It shows you, I know Gary Bettman doesn't like this word. He doesn't like the word parity. It shows you the competitive balance in the NHL and how tight the margins are. Cam Talbot finished fourth in the Vezina voting a year ago. Todd McClellan was up for coach of the year. Peter Shirelli was up for manager of the year. There's a lot of people in this market down on Talbot. 
there's people questioning Todd McClellan's handling of certain players and certainly questioning the moves that Peter Shirelli's made. Perhaps the lack of moves after the Everly Strom deal. We'll see where everybody's at a year from now. Better goaltending, more arrested number one goalie, better special teams. I mean, can they be worse than 31st and 25th? I hope not. Okay. Healthier defense and maybe some younger players taking some strides to provide some secondary scoring. If those four things happen, Edmonton will be, uh, they'll be a much better team. We'll see, though. There's no guarantee. Lots of things have to happen. Of course, one of the wild cards is they've had a healthy number 97 for two consecutive seasons, and he's led the league in scoring. That is a big one. You better knock on someone right now, Bob. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to – let's do this. Let's get to our conversation. Cue up the one with Oliver Wallstrom because I found it to be pretty interesting. This guy can flat-out shoot the puck. I know TSN's Craig Button, who's a well-respected guy out there. We, used to, we had him on the show for years, obviously, now because he's uh, – <laughs> Exclusive to uh, one entity. We're not allowed to have him on anymore, but uh, Craig's very honest in his assessment of all things Edmonton orders, and he thinks Wallstrom would be the perfect fit for Edmonton. The problem I have with that is I don't think Oliver Wallstrom's going to be there for Edmonton orders to take at number 10, but we did catch up with him in Buffalo at the Combine. Let's get to that conversation. Maybe just first of all, uh, Oliver, I mean, you're a, a guy that's going to go in the top 10 of the draft. You know that, but what's this experience been like so far for you here in Buffalo? It's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's just uh, experienced this. I watched it my whole life growing up, you know, combine the draft and just to be a part of it. It's awesome. It's a dream come true for me to be here. And, you know, the, the combine went well. I felt like I showed pretty well, so I'm excited. Uh, you come from. Welcome back, everybody, to the national. Maybe just first of all, uh, Oliver, I mean, you're a, a guy that's going to go in the top 10 of the draft. You know that. But what's this experience been like so far for you here in Buffalo? It's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's just uh, experienced this. I watched it my whole life growing up, you know, combine the draft. And just to be a part of it, it's awesome. It's a dream come true for me to be here. And, you know, the, the combine went well. I felt like I showed pretty well, so I'm excited. Uh, you come from a hockey family. Your father played at uh, Maine, uh, uh, Swedish origin and skill guy. And uh, I don't know if he had quite the shot you did, but you can really rip it. That's yeah. part of your game, isn't it, is your yeah. ability to get that puck off. Yeah, you know, he uh, he told me his shot wasn't very good. He was a little Swedish speedster on the left wing. And, you know, he pot a couple goals every now then but you know yeah I just developed that shot in the backyard I uh, just take a bucket of pucks and just shoot on my own you know I, I didn't think it was uh, too big to have a shooting coach I think you can just have a bucket of pucks and just shoot 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 all the time so all right uh, tell me this how many teams over the course of the week uh, uh, did interviews with you yeah I, I did a good amount it is in uh, the, the 20s and uh, you know it was, it was really cool I mean walking in there you know seeing Chris Draper you see on TV and also you know Peter Shirelli I see him on uh, you know, when he was for the Bruins. That's, that's well done. <laughs> no, I, I see I see him, and I was like, whoa, you know, I watch all these guys on TV, and I'm actually, you know, having a conversation with them. So it was it was really cool. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in uh, walking in those rooms. It was really fun. Uh, you know what? Uh, we know you can shoot the puck. You had an unlucky bounce at yeah. the uh, oh, U18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt for you there, but uh, you can definitely, uh, scoring's part of your yeah. game. We know that. What's What areas of your game do you think you need to work on to get to the next level? Yeah, I think right now I'm, i got to clean up play without the puck. i got to be better in that area, and, you know, I've been working on it for the few couple of years now, but I, I got to really tone in on that. Uh, you know, consistency, you know, on the offensive zone's fine, but I think the consistency and 
doing those things, uh, staying playing without the puck. Uh, don't just have one good game playing with the puck. Without the puck, we have you know, multiple games, so i got to work on that. Oliver, uh, who were a couple players you looked up to as a kid, or maybe you tried to pattern your game after a bit? Yeah, my uh, childhood here is Alex Ovechkin. Uh, you know, I had a fat head of him in Backstrom in my room in the Washington Capitals, so I grew up with him. And also, I think my player you know, I like to model is uh, Patrick Laine, because they're similar shots and release, release points there, so I look at those two guys. Well, enjoy the next couple of weeks, and uh, we look forward to touching base with you down the road. Awesome. Thank you. There would be members of the Oilers scouting staff blocking slap shots in the nude if they ended up getting Oliver Wallstrom. I mean, I I think he goes no later. Like, you you take a look at it. Chicago's there at 8. They've drafted a lot of players, had a lot of players out of the NCAA, and Rangers at 9. Skill, 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 right? He can shoot the pill, no question. He finds... and. Part of it is he, he it's it's an extended metaphor of Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry can make shots, but Steph Curry fights to get in positions to make shots, and that's something that Wallstrom does. That's something that Yessa Pugliarvi is going to have to learn. On that note, this text comes into us from Epstein's mother. Epstein's mother says, Bob, can the orders take Wallstrom given the fact that they've already got Kyra Yamamoto and Yessa Pugliarvi? Yes, they can. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, why? Why? If he's there at ten, uh, they're going to be happy. Yeah, well, he can maybe play his off, or one of those could play their off wing Absol- I mean, if they needed to. A- absolutely. I mean, look at your depth at center. Yeah, if you can get another. Also, the Americans right now are they know how to develop elite players, and part of it is that national development program, right? They're very. We have a different model in Canada, which is the CHL, which spreads the talent over. Of course, there's far greater depth in the Canadian system, uh, but the top end, we're seeing some real good American kids. When we come back, we're going to talk, and the next guy we're going to hear from, Wallstrom is very well spoken. Uh, the next guy you're going to hear from, you're going to like. I'm going to tr- tell you that right now. Ty Smith, when we return in the letters now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 148 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now brought to you in part by World Floor Carvings. Tell them Oilers Now since you received two times here Miles Reward Miles on your flooring purchases. To this day in Oilers history, for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018, New West Travel's got some great rates on fabulous cruises. June 4th, 1998, the Oilers were ahead of the curve. They signed free agent goaltender Tim Thomas. He just didn't pan out with the Oilers organization. He did a little bit later on with Boston, helped them win a Stanley Cup in 2011, and a lot of you were cheering for him. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. We've got great travel deals for honeymoons, weddings, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. All right, uh, this text comes in. Hey, Bob, you are going to discuss the griffin Reinhardt trade, and you've passed on it. That one comes to us from HockeyNet. No, I did not pass on it. Brendan, I rewatched the NBC broadcast of the 2015 NHL draft. Uh, that was the one that had Bob McKenzie and Craig Button on it. 
Can I tell you something that I found interesting? Neither, What's that? Neither guy was particularly critical of what the Oilers did in that trade. Right? They were... They didn't go right after Edmonton giving up the 16 and 33 for Reinhardt at the time of the deal. Because I think there was a belief that Reinhardt had a, a strong possibility to pan out. He is not. The trade did not work out. Edmonton tried to jump the queue a bit there. And uh, instead of getting a defenseman at 16 or whatever, it's interesting. It's just like with Boston. Boston passed on him three times. Right, passed on Barzell. A lot of guys did not like Matt Barzell in that draft year to, to, for him to drop all the way to 16. It's not an excuse for what Edmonton did. You can continue to criticize him. The fact of the matter is, the trade didn't work out for the Oilers, but at the time of the trade, some of the most plugged-in people in the business weren't sitting there hammering the Oilers on the air for the deal. They weren't going Mel Kuyper old school. Um... Was it against the Colts back in the day? I think it was. Was it against? I'm trying to think of which organization he went. Do you remember which organization Mel Kuyper went after? Anyhow, I promised you a conversation. Wasn't it the uh, Colts? It was the Colts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I promised you that we'd talk. It, it, now, does this? Did, did you cut this one off, or is this one ready to go? From the <laughs> this start one's good to go. Yes. All right. Uh, let's get to our conversation with a uh, very intelligent young puck-moving defenseman, a little bit undersized, but he's got some uh, maturity to him. Ty Smith. Ty, uh, how has this experience gone this weekend for you? Oh, it's been awesome. Um, pretty, pretty cool to come here and meet some new guys and meet all the teams. Um, they, they all seem like great people in the meetings, and uh, the testing was pretty good too, and I thought it did pretty well, so it's been a lot of fun. Of course, you played with Connor Yamamoto uh, for the last couple of seasons, and uh, the Oilers had a lot of viewings of uh, you during the course of the year. Scott Housen, their development guy, was in there a lot to see uh, you during the season. I know you had a, a dinner with the Oilers organization as well. Um, you, you know, just uh, just a thought, first of all, maybe you can educate the viewers here on uh, the progression that Connor went through during the course of the year, especially after he came back from the World Hockey Championship, and, uh, and how you thought, as one of the leaders on the team, his game took off and helped you guys uh, down the second half of the year yeah um i have a ton of respect for kyler he's an unbelievable player and a amazing guy he's kind of helped me through the whole process this year helped me through being a 16 year old last year and i think he's there for all the guys on the team and obviously everyone sees his skill set and he's an unbelievable player um started the year off in edmonton there and did really well got a couple points played some games with mcdavid pretty pretty sweet to do that um i guess he came back and kind of lit it up against lethbridge at a four-point night um first game back and then uh, continued to play well for us and headed off to the World Juniors there and had a good tournament and then when he came back I guess his production just took off and he was still playing great like before and um, just the points were kind of going for him and he's making tons of plays so uh, he was a huge part of our team's success this year and um, I guess all the all the guys love him too so he's special. You were a leader on the team in Spokane, you were also a leader on the uh, U18 team as well for Canada uh, just uh, not the first time you've represented your country but just a thought on, on getting that chance to play in that event against uh, kids of a similar age group Yeah, um, it's pretty special when you get to represent your country uh, we had a great group of guys there I met a couple new guys and um, we had great staff there, so uh, I guess it was my first time over in Russia too, so that was a different experience. It was neat to see what it's like over there, and um, for sure it was pretty special to play against some great players. Um, all the teams had some un unbelievable guys and unbelievable talent, and that was a pretty good tournament. Tell me this, Ty. How would you describe yourself as a player? I'd say I'm a two-way defender. Um, I like to help create some offense and help the team score, I guess, and at the same time, I 
enjoy uh, playing against the other team's best players and um, playing solid defense. Um, I think that the way I think the game, my hockey IQ and playmaking ability and skating are all kind of things that play into my hands uh, when I'm playing well. Have we uh, seen the game evolve? Uh, you know, there was a time that people would shy away from five foot ten defensemen, but the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, Tory Krug's playing in Boston, Ryan Ellis is playing in Nashville. Um, the Oilers have Chris Russell. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to Thomas Hickey. Thomas Hickey and Chris Russell were two undersized, puck moving defensemen, left shots out of the Western Hockey League. I think the game is more open to, to players of your skill set, given better opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you look at guys who played um, years ago, and I guess they played in the Western League, put up numbers, and uh, just because they're small, they didn't get too much of a chance. I think nowadays, kind of teams are a lot more open to, um, I guess, giving smaller guys an opportunity. And regardless of their size, I think they're just focusing on the way they play and um, their skill set and compete level. I mean, um, I think that it's pretty special to see the game evolve like that. Ty, we appreciate your time. Thank you. That's Ty Smith. He's from Lloydminster. Uh, this season, by the way, we talk about the fact uh, some people think that Quinn Hughes, uh, a left shot D man, 5'9, played at Michigan this year, and Adam Boquist, a right shot 5'10 guy out of Sweden, have bigger upside. And, and part of that has to do with Hughes finishing up with the U.S. World Hockey Championship team and Boquist having a very successful U18 team. Ty Smith had 73 points in 69 games in the Western Hockey League this year. He went plus 44, and he's the best defender of the three of them. You still need to be able to defend to play D. If the, if 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 he if he's there at 10 and the Oilers get him, it's not like it's not a bad pick. And some would say this is the type of guy that you need moving forward because he can flat out make plays. I would say this. I think he'd be a really good fit with what's already in the Oilers' pipeline and in their organization. I think that there's no question, just based on his personality, his tenor, how he sort of conducts himself, I think he'd be a good fit. So, for what it's worth, we'll wait and see what happens. Which is not to say that Wallstrom, hey, I don't think Wallstrom and Kakanami are going to be there. So, I think we are looking at a run on smaller D-man. This guy might be the best fit. Which is not to say the other two don't well, yeah, I love sense. Wallstrom and, and Bouchard the most, but as you just talked about, they're likely gone, so Smith does make a lot of sense. Absolutely. Tomorrow, Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. The Belmont Stakes, by the way, taking place uh, Saturday as well. What do we have coming up tonight? Well, we got Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals, so Reed Wilkins has got the night off. He's probably out golfing right now as we speak. Up next, uh, a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, uh, as well as the 6.30 Chet afternoon news with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. Back at you tomorrow. We'll have some fun on orders now. With Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.